Hello and welcome to the Chronic Podcast. Um, in my house, I have a Peloton room, um, and I am sitting in the middle of my Peloton room on my Peloton yoga mat after a 60-minute Peloton climb ride, and um, I'm pretty dead, but also psyched, which for any Peloton user, that sums up the whole experience, right? Dead, but totally psyched. Um, so uh, here I am recording a podcast. My dog is like trying to figure me out. She's looking my face, trying to figure out if I am in imminent danger of death. I am super like a little hesitant because um, this whole podcast is about an original idea that I had. And I'll give this a caveat, an original idea that is built off of boatloads of ideas from people who are way smarter than me. But I, you know, it's something that I really hope helps. And I'll admit, if it doesn't help, then I'm going to feel kind of sad, (laughs) you know, like uh, very much like I said in the first episode, like so much imposter syndrome right now. But I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> I made a new word, you guys. I was going to say excited, but then I was going to say psyched. So I'm excited, but dead on my yoga mat. I'm going to tell you guys actually a funny story about my dog first to make me feel better. So let's get into it. Okay, so uh, Patrick and I have two dogs. Spice and Jack, and Spice is from Tijuana, and you can take the dog out of Tijuana, but you cannot take Tijuana out of the dog. She is the boss. She has this thing where she will curl her lip under, which is her way of letting us know that she's disappointed in us, that we've disobeyed the rules. I mean, it's serious, and if you get the double lip, That's like after we've been on vacation or if we're being too noisy during a football game. I mean, if you get the double lip, you, my friend, are screwed. Like she, she's the boss of us. And so, um, my husband came home the other day and pulled up our Facebook group for our, um, like development. And this Facebook group is like mostly bad news. Sometimes there's news of like Dairy Queen is uploading or updating their Blizzard flavors. That's great. I love to hear it. Love to know about it. But mostly it's like Karen's going off on, you know, their neighbors for their kids or their dogs or their cats or, you know, whatever else is going wrong. Um, It's just a complaint for him basically. But he pulls up this picture and, and shoves his phone in my face and is like, is that Spice? So it's like a grainy, super zoomed in photo. It's kind of like a TMZ photo of like you're trying to get, you know, Ariana Grande and her sweats going to the juice bar and it's super grainy, but you can kind of tell it's her sort of, we're just going to go with it's her, right? <laughs> so this guy um, took a picture and was like, hey, this dog is running on Telluride Street, which is not even our street. And, um, you know, Obviously, she's not home, so, you know, he was being great and, like, trying to find her owner. And um, I will say, she was running on the sidewalk, which made me feel good. 
she will say that we've taught her nothing, that she taught herself everything, and then she taught us everything she knows. <laughs> but I will say, obviously, we did something right with our dog, right? She's running down the sidewalk, but she's like high tail in it in this photo. It's definitely spice, even though it's grainy. The dead giveaway was her collar, and she's like running with a mission. She's kind of got her head away, and she kind of has her lip curled under. She's she hates paparazzi so I'm sure she was pissed at this guy one for having the audacity to try to stop her and two for taking a photo my dad was like she's chipped right and I said yeah but to be able to read her chip you would have to catch her which with spice best of luck my friend she's she's crazy so I don't know if she's had enough and she's like hightailing it back to Tijuana I doubt it because she hated it there um but Sometimes I think she questions Patrick and my parenting. So, you know, who knows? Um, Yeah, I can't really ground her. Like, Spice is very smart, so if she doesn't want to be grounded, she won't be grounded. We did find how she got out. Um, So that's good. She didn't bring her brother with her. Also, I was like, why didn't you bring Jack? Thank God, because he has no street smarts. But, man, like, dog parenting, right? It's It's hard. And you have to have grace for yourself. So it ties it ties back into the podcast, right? Perfect segue. <laughs> uh, but that was like, if you are anything like me and Patrick, like sometimes we'll go on dates and and have to try not to talk about our dogs. We talk about them so much. And we're like, okay, let's not talk about the dogs, right? Because they're not our whole identity. And then two minutes later, without even realizing it, we're talking about how much we love our dogs. <laughs> so that's us. Anybody anybody with us? Let me know, okay? So that's my funny dog story. I do feel better. I still feel a large amount of imposter syndrome, but also excited. So I'm going to tell you my my idea, hopefully hopefully an awesome idea, but maybe not. It's it's got flaws, but I'm hoping that it's going to help me have some grace for myself because If you started listening to this with episode one, and if not, I really encourage you to go back and listen to episode one, Um, you'll know a few things. One, that I'm mostly talking to myself in this podcast for me. Um, I am trying to have more grace for myself and for others. Because walking through chronic pain is hard, period. If that pain is physical, if that pain is mental, even more fleeting pain. Um, It's just pain is... It's hard and it's icky, right? But there's a softer way to walk through it. There's an easier way to walk through it. And I think the more grace for ourselves that we have in and the more grace we have for others, the easier it is to still live a vibrant and full and colorful and amazing life um, while also living it in the parameters of, of pain. So, you know, I... I talked to my husband and actually asked him what I should talk about on today's podcast. And he said, well, you know, you're actually not great at having grace for yourself. (laughs) Leave it to my husband to give me the hard truths. He's he's very um, super supportive of me podcasting and like laid down the hard truth about it, though, that as much as I preach, have grace for yourselves. I'm not good about it for myself. So this this idea is for me, I'm going to implement it, but I hope that it helps you too. I would, I'd be excited about that. So well, let's talk about it. 
I just realized that in my dog story, I never clarified Spice did come back. By the time Patrick had come home, I didn't even realize she was gone. <laughs> um, so <laughs> that's why I have to have grace for myself. Like, I, I think she was probably gone about less than 15 minutes because I had honestly no idea. There was at one point that I called her um, and I said Spice just because I was in the office and she came running in and had her lip curled under like she was annoyed that I would even call her. And so I think at that point she was trying to cover up her guilt for leaving by looking annoyed at me. So, but before you call like animal services, <laughs> Spice has come home. Um, you know, I told her she's grounded. We'll see if it sticks. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> so back to not the dog. Grace. Having grace with yourself. Um, I think, I think this very simply that building grace for yourself is like building a muscle and it, it takes actively working on it. I think it's like building a muscle. And I also think it's like digging a well, the, the more we have grace with ourselves, it's like digging a hole, you know, every Every time that you exhibit grace toward yourself, you're digging it a little bit deeper and you're filling yourself with compassion and empathy and for yourself first. But that is eventually going to spill out toward everyone around you. Um, you know, when I remember the first time that I saw like kill it with or kill them with kindness actually work, like I remember my mom having this conversation with me about a girl that I was playing softball with who seemed to hate my guts. And my mom was like, you know, just try to be nice to her, compliment her lots. And, you know, maybe things will change. And boy, did it. Like all of a sudden she hated my, you know, was hating my guts. And the next minute we were great. We were on such good terms. And I was complimenting her and like kind of faking it till I made it because I didn't believe half of it. But you know, but then I found that I did and and she wasn't that bad and I wasn't so bad. And, and I was still really bad at softball, but at least I was getting along with this girl, you know? And I think that um, it's really the same though with, with grace, right? Like to have grace for others you first of all have to have a concept of what that looks like and to have a concept of what grace for others looks like first of all you've had to have people show grace toward you which we all have we've all had people show us grace even if it's you know in traffic like when we sped up and we really should have gotten the back of the line but we sped up and now we really have to exit and someone lets us in right like even that's grace And so when someone shows us grace, we then know how to show it to other people. But I would argue, just like I did, I think maybe in the second episode of this podcast, that the most important voice in your head is you. The more you show yourself grace, the more you're able to have grace for others. And the more you're going to see your world change when you have more grace for others. The world is going to be a rosier place. I I never got good at softball. And I would say I never even liked softball, to be honest with you. But it was a more enjoyable experience once I was able to have more kindness for the girls around me. And I think 
we can all agree in this crazy political climate, in this crazy climate where social justice does not exist and should, you know, it, it, it does exist, but in small pockets and not in the arenas where it should. We all need more grace for each other. But I think that to have grace for others, we have to understand grace. And there's no better way to understand grace than to start to have it for yourself. So in true liberal arts student fashion, <laughs> I developed an acronym. I love I love a good acronym. Rarely do I find them though. Most acronyms I think are kind of not great. And so mine probably isn't either. But it is something I'll be able to remember and to use every day. Um, Jerry Seinfeld, the master of jokes, used to write a joke every day, at least a joke every day. And every time that he did, he would put an X on his calendar. And eventually his goal was to not break the chain, you know, to not have a day where there wasn't an X. He had to practice it every day, like all the greats do, right? Put 10,000 hours into something. You have to do it all the time. And I think it's the same with grace. So I wrote this acronym so that I can start using it every day. And I think it's something that I'll be able to think through every day. But for me, most of these steps really require kind of like a check-in and writing it down to make sure that I did it. So I'm going to get a notebook and do it every day. And I'll be keeping you posted. And I'll, I'll also be going through my progress um, over the next several podcasts and just basically to tell you if this worked or if it was a complete failure. And I guess I'll know how it works is if I start to have a higher opinion of myself. You know, just like that girl in softball, I really had no opinion of her that was, well, I did. Actually, I don't want to say I was apathetic toward her. I actually felt crushed by her and I felt super hurt. I had several opinions of her, but none of them were good. But as soon as I started exhibiting kindness, all of, all of a sudden, my opinion of her changed. And I think a lot of opinions I hold toward myself now, I'm not apathetic toward myself, but I think a lot of times I feel like I let myself down. I feel like I fail myself. I, I don't feel good about myself. And so I guess the way I'll measure if this little experiment works is if I start thinking about myself like I would a close friend or someone I admire um, or someone I truly love and I truly want the best for them and I'm truly rooting for them, that's how I'll know if this works. (laughs) So we'll go through the acronym today and then over the next several podcasts, we'll revisit it. But today we're going to go through it and I'm going to post this template on chronic Instagram at chron underscore ick ick so at chron underscore ick ick and that's how i'm going to give you this resource if you want to follow along with me i would love that i would love to get your guidance and and to see how you're doing it and to kind of build a community around people who are trying to be more graceful um with themselves because it's going to spill out of all of us and we're going to have a lot more grace toward other people to build graceful communities and society and a world that has more grace and compassion and empathy. I think it really has to start with us having grace for ourselves. But 
while we're working on it, we can do it in community. So G, G is guidance. I think it's really important every day to get guidance. And I know that guidance can sound like the opposite of grace. When we impose rules on something, especially, you know, if you've grown up in a legalistic church or if you grew up um, in a very strict upbringing, you probably hear guidance and you're like, turn it off, run for the hills, forget it, she's lost it. I get it. (laughs) But I think that there's something actually very graceful in admitting that we don't have all the answers and that's okay that we don't have all the answers and that there are people that we can rely on to give us the guidance that we need. Um, for me, what I feel like is it's helpful to have something that I can read and it's just a small dose of wisdom for the day. So I read intuitive eating and it takes me about a minute, maybe two minutes to read. I've been reading The Daily Stoic. That's an awesome book. It's 366 meditations on wisdom and Again, it takes about one to three minutes. That's actually where I got that uh, awesome anecdote about Jerry Seinfeld. And it's just, it's just wisdom for everyday life. So that's what works for me. But I do think that I feel better. I feel more grounded. I feel more inspired. I feel better about myself when I consciously take a few minutes in my morning to seek wisdom that's not my own and so I really want to make sure I'm doing that every day and not skipping a day and so I'm going to be working on just getting little snippets of guidance and you know what maybe one day I only get one book reading in maybe one day it's nothing maybe one day I skip my routine and listen to a podcast but I think just like a little micro dose of wisdom every day really helps me feel better about myself and that I'm not alone and that I can rely on other people to help me get where I'm going. So G is guidance. R is reflection. Um, I view reflection as active recovery. I think it's so important to rest during the day. But I love, I love when um, like cycling coaches or any type of exercise coaches Talk about active recovery. It's rest, but rest with a purpose. Rest that is still getting you somewhere, but not in a strenuous or competitive way. Even savasana, when you're laying on your workout mat, it has a purpose. And so it's active rest. And I think reflection is active rest. It's not strenuous. It's not meant to be competitive. It's supposed to be a very sort of graceful Um, restful action, but one that is still kind of making you into a wiser, better person. I think a lot of times we learn so much during the day as adults, whether it's through actively seeking guidance or just through talking to friends and family or, you know, just a life lesson. But a lot of times I think we move so quickly and, you know, maybe not as intentionally as we should. And so those lessons don't stick with us. And so I want to build just a little time into my day for reflection, probably at the end of my day. And what I've decided to do is just have a document. Um, It's probably going to be on my phone, to be honest with you, because I lose paper. um, And I'm going to check off that I do it on paper, but I'm going to keep it on my phone because 
then it will still exist in the cloud even if you know my phone goes bye-bye I always have my phone so I don't have to remember to bring a notebook but it's just going to be a running document and maybe it'll be a few sentences maybe it'll be literally one word but just a reflection about how the day went and what I learned why I think there's grace in that is I think it's so powerful let's just say you do that for the next three months and you're having a really down day I think that there's so much grace in being able to look back and see your reflections and see that, yes, life is a roller coaster. There were ups and downs, but you did have some ups. Yes, you had some downs, but look how fast life changes. Wherever you are, things will change. You will learn more things. Your emotions will change. Your mind will change. You will have different thoughts And I think there's so much grace in that to see how different every day is and to see how far we've come. Um, I'll give you a a little story about this one. There was a really dark period I had in college where I honestly wasn't being dramatic. I felt in my heart like I would never be happy again. But I'm very headstrong. And so my head was like, okay, heart, like, sure, whatever. I know that realistically I will be happy again. So how do I get there? And what I did was I would just reflect every day before I went to bed. I would write on a sticky note and I would just write how I felt. Some days it would be, you know, a few sentences. I was young and in college. So some of them were like emo, dark, depressive, you know, long and melodramatic. But sometimes it was just like sad because I would feel sad to my bones sometimes (laughs) Or angry, I would feel angry like up to my ears, like my ears would be burning and, you know, I was just really working through this kind of dark, um, traumatic time. And I, I wrote how I was every single day. And I mean, the notes spanned my walls and there were a couple rows. But then one day I woke up and I realized I woke up not feeling angry or sad or anxious, which was very uncommon. I didn't wake up loathing the day ahead. And it it was a school day. It was just a normal day. I woke up and I, I genuinely felt happy. And I wrote happy for the first time in months and put it on the wall. And it was so cool to see, like, yeah, it took a while. But today I feel happy. Like, how incredible is that? And even now, like that's one of my favorite stories because it helps me remember that even if I'm feeling like I'm in so much pain, whether that's mentally or physically, I know it will end. I know it will end because I did that exercise. My heart believes it now too because I reflected every day and I saw where that reflection got me to. It got me to happy eventually. So I really feel like reflection It's not supposed to be strenuous or stressful, but it will help you in in having grace for yourself and seeing like you can come a really long way and your life will change. It will. It's just the nature of life. So first of all is G, which is guidance, R, reflection. A is action. So this one is supposed to be a little bit more than like reflection, which is kind of an active recovery, right? This action, though, it's it's not supposed to be anything crazy, right? This is about having grace for yourself. But what action are you not taking right now? 
because you don't have grace for yourself? I'll ask that question again. What action aren't you taking right now because you don't have grace for yourself? I'll give you an example. Um, Every time I go to acupuncture, which is something that I've been doing every week and it is like I'll give myself a gold star. I have grace for myself and I care about myself enough to get my butt to acupuncture every week (laughs) because it makes me feel so good. Um, But one thing that my acupuncturist remarks on every single time is that my hands always bleed. And I'll I'll tell you, I have the worst. Like my face, not so much. But the rest of my skin, my skin is terrible. And it's because I don't take the time out of my day to put lotion on. And I've thought about it. And honestly, and I know this sounds silly, guys. Like this sounds like I'm having some, it kind of is an existential thing though. I don't think I care about myself enough to put lotion on. Because if I cared about myself enough, I would treat myself like a queen. I sure treat my husband or expect my husband to treat me like a queen. You know, if if we are in a, an argument or I feel like he's wronged me, I'm like, look, you should treat me like a queen because he should. You know, we expect other people to show kindness toward us. And we expect our significant others to pamper us sometimes or to treat us well as they should. But am I treating myself well? No. And I spend all kinds of time doing other things for other people, for my work, for, you know, just because. But I don't make time to just show myself a little pampering and to treat myself like a queen. Why? Well, I think it's because I don't have enough grace for myself. I rush, you know, to get everything else in my life done. And I think that if I had more grace for myself, I would put on the dang lotion, you know? So that's going to be my action for a bit, is to just put some lotion on myself. I think another reason I don't do it is I really don't like my body right now. I'm uncomfortable with my body and I don't want to spend very much time on it. I try not to look at myself, you know, I don't want to feel like the flab on my thighs if we're really getting real, which, you know, we might as well. I'm an open book. So I think that by putting on lotion, I'm also going to learn how to have more grace with my body where it's at. And here's why that's important. I I don't have daughters yet. Maybe I will. Um, or maybe, you know, someday I'll have nieces or, you know, I'll have friends who have daughters and maybe I'll have a chance in to, to, to speak into their lives. But if I don't have grace for my body where it is and the women in their lives don't have grace for their bodies where they are, then how are those young girls ever going to learn to have grace for their own bodies? They're not. And so it's not just selfish, okay? This isn't just me being like self-care. This is me saying I need to learn how to have grace for my own body. It's not healthy that I don't. And for the sake of the women coming after me, I need to get my act together. So just learning to have grace for my body. It starts with me, but the ramifications are far reaching. And I think it's so important. Okay, so G is guidance. R is reflection. A is action. C is easy and fun. It's celebration. So it's my therapist who started 
saying like, I'm giving you a gold star or you should give yourself a gold star. And I love that. We don't celebrate ourselves enough. Let's pretend you and I right now, we're at Linger, we're at a mimosa brunch, bottom, bottomless mimosas, and you're like, girl, look, I was listening to this podcast and we were talking about having more grace for ourselves. And she has this acronym, GRACE, and so, you know, G's for guidance. So I am reading this book about intuitive eating every day. And I'm reflecting. I'm just, you know what? I got like a little bullet journal and I'm writing a line a day. And you know what? I decided something that I can do for myself. I can give myself a manicure each week and just, you know, help me have some more grace for myself. You know, this is a graceful action that I can take for myself. I would look at you and be like, girl, you have your stuff together. You are awesome. That is awesome. I mean, I'd be so happy for you. I would cheers you. I would toast you. I'd be so excited for you. I would give you a gold star, right? So why don't we do that for ourselves? Why don't we celebrate ourselves? I think it's super important that we learn how to celebrate ourselves. Because if you don't know how to celebrate yourself, you won't truly know how to celebrate others. I think celebrating yourself is the end of jealousy and envy. And, you know, I think jealousy is something that doesn't get better from being a child to being an adult. I think unless you're really comfortable with yourself and happy with where you're at and can celebrate where you're at, it gets easier to be jealous of somebody else's house or, you know, someone else's relationship or something like that. And so I think that in celebrating yourself, you're going to be able to more gracefully celebrate your friends and your family and other people. I think especially for women, the reason that we don't empower each other more is that we're not able to empower ourselves. So celebrate yourself. Go big or go home. Like do the dang celebration, okay? Maybe it's maybe it's having a dance party in your in your kitchen, but maybe it's like getting yourself a new outfit, like whatever it is, celebrate yourself. This is an everyday thing, so maybe find a small way to celebrate yourself because I do think that you should celebrate something about yourself every day. But maybe once a week or once a month, you can also do do the big thing and celebrate make someone celebrate with you. Also, you know, you need to learn how to celebrate you. But if you need someone else to celebrate you, give me a call. I'll come with you. Okay. Okay. So G is, I keep wanting to say gratitude, which also do gratitude. Also, we're going to have to add a G somewhere, but guidance. (laughs) Guidance. R is reflection. A is action. C is celebration. And E, okay, this word is kind of hard. Um, it's not hard, but maybe harder to remember. It's exhortation. Exhortation. Or you could swap it out for encouragement, but exhortation has something cool that I want to talk about. So if you read the Bible, exhortation or I exhort you, it kind of comes up a lot. And um, you could say instead of I exhort you, like, I exhort you to try this new flavor of little man ice cream. If we're being real, we all know that the vegan chocolate salted Oreo is the best, right? 
Anyway, you could say, I exhort you to try that flavor, or you could say, I highly encourage you to try that flavor. So exhortation, you could say highly encourage, right? Um, but one thing that was really cool that I saw was um, in uh, Merriam-Webster. It said that exhort, especially in the Bible, is to do the right thing. So you're not just encouraging somebody to do anything. It's to do the right thing. And I was like, well, shoot, that's deep. <laughs> so this isn't about exhorting anybody else. This is about exhorting yourself. Where I work, we have we use Slack as a way to communicate. And we have this channel. And it's called Keep Going. And what we do is we put encouragements in that channel to keep each other going but not just to keep each other going through the day like if it's a day off or if I'm you know at the mall or even at the gym this channel will do nothing for me it's specifically to keep going doing the right thing at our job it for me my job is answering emails and supporting customers and every time I read a new Um, entry into this channel. It just makes me psyched. It makes me excited to keep answering emails or to keep checking off, um, you know, checking off rows on our spreadsheet. It keeps me on the right path doing the right thing. So what I want you to do is to start your own keep going channel in your mind. And I truly believe it's like a radio. Like the more you tune in to the keep going channel in your mind, the more your mind is automatically going to go there. You're not going to have to change channels. It's just going to default there, right? So have your own keep going channel. The voice that you hear the most and that you regard the most and you listen to the most is your own voice. And so the more you keep telling yourself, highly encouraging yourself to do the next right thing, I mean, the more you're going to do it. You need a cheerlead for yourself, man. You need to coach yourself. You need to tell yourself to do the right thing because everybody else can. Everybody else can tell you to do the right thing, but you're going to listen to yourself way more than anyone else. Um, One of my favorite Peloton instructors, Allie Love, she has this awesome like thing where she'll just write an encouragement on a sticky note and then she'll take a selfie of it in her bathroom mirror. Super easy. You could also do it with lipstick or you could write it on your hand. I had a friend in high school. She's still one of my friends, but I don't know if she does it anymore. Tell me if you do. But in high school, she would always write on her hands. There's always something on her hands. Or you could do what I do and write it on a sticky note and put it next to your bed. And that way you'll see it before you go to bed and you can think about it. You know, when you get up the next morning, maybe it is a mental thing, but I think it'll be really powerful, especially in the beginning of your practice, if you can see it. So exhort yourself, cheerlead yourself, tell yourself to keep going, to do the next right thing. It's kind of like celebration, but it takes, it takes it a step further. And it's kind of an ongoing, like, look, celebrate, yes but you have not arrived yet. There's work to do, but it's good work. It's worth it work. Keep going. So that's, that's it, folks. That's grace. Grace for yourself. G is guidance. R, reflection. A, 
action. C, celebration. E, exhortation. And I really think that if I do this every day, I'm like manifesting awesome, awesome stuff in my brain. Like party in my brain. I'm psyched. I'm excited. And I hope that, I hope it helps you too. Like I mentioned, I'm going to put this in a template and put it on um, the chronic Instagram. So it's at chronic, C-H-R-O-N underscore ick at chronic and I really hope you follow along with me. Like I think, like I said, that to have grace for others, you have to start with grace for yourself. And so for me, I am doing this, I'm doing it and I'm doing it for me. But I think that there's something really powerful of being a part of a community where everybody is working on themselves and I think it feels good when we can encourage each other to keep working on ourselves and to keep going. And so I would love to hear if you're implementing this and and how it's going. And if you have anything to add, I think it would help me to keep going. Um, And uh, I hope that you'll also reach out if I can help you. I love talking to myself. I really do. I would talk to myself even if I wasn't podcasting. But I hope that in some way I'm building a community too. So, anywho, that's it. That's that's grace for ourselves. And uh, we're not going to do it perfectly. We're really not. I'm really not. And that's part of it, right? Is in creating this acronym and creating this daily practice, what if I skip a day? Well, I'm going to have to have grace for myself, <laughs> you know? So, we'll do it imperfectly. And um, let's have some grace for ourselves, grace for each other. You guys, I am spending the rest of the week in Florida. It's going to be crazy. It's like 110% humidity. My hair is going to be all over the place. I'm sure knowing me, there's going to be some crazy shenanigans. So get ready for Elise takes Punta Gorda next week. I cannot wait. I'm, I'm not going to hike. I'm not going to swim. Like, with my luck, I'll be eaten by a shark. But we'll see. If I don't get eaten, right, I'll talk to you next week.